Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to episode 82 of Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of, Beyond the Rut. In this episode, we're going to help you out in your career. So maybe you're working in a career and you feel like you're in jail, you're in career prison, and you're just showing up, doing your job and, and going home, but you see no future in it or you don't see where you can grow from there. We brought on Dondi Scumachi. Dondi has a wonderful business where she's a, a public speaker, an author, coach, and consultant around how to shape your career, design your career to live the life you want on a professional level. And of course, if you're living it in a professional level, it, it spills over into all your other areas of life. You got to listen to her. She's going to talk to us about her corporate life a little bit, how she got into coaching, what inspired her around coaching others, the importance of building and pouring into others, as well as seeking out mentors. I mean, this, there is just so much packed into this one episode. Just make sure you pay attention. And if you miss something, just listen to us again and again and again. We're okay with that. It, it helps our stats quite a bit. So anyway, check out this episode. All right, Brandon, welcome back to another fine uh, episode of Beyond the Rut. How are you doing? Greatest day in the world. Awesome. I don't know why, but it's today. So I just, for me, it's a great day. (laughs) And we've got a special guest with us. You heard me mention her during the intro. This is Dondi Scumachi uh, calling in from San Antonio, Texas. How are you doing, Dondi? I'm great. Thank you. Having the best day of my life. Awesome. See, just like Brandon said. Love it. Dondi and I can hang out. So we, we, same same outlook on life. There I love that. It's it's good to have a positive outlook on life. Absolutely. Yeah. I was reading a book and it was, uh, and we're going to interview the author here in a couple of weeks. And he, one of the points is you get to choose your attitude. Yeah. So people can yell at you, throw things, attack you, whatever, but you choose your attitude. So that's okay. what I love about Dondi. That's why we have her on because we want to talk about that. Awesome. So Dondi, I love to start off all of our conversations with a little icebreaker. It's a game I call uh, Six Degrees of Separation, Fact or Fiction. So I'm going to ask you in just a moment how you're connected to a particular celebrity. And then Brandon here is going to have to guess if what you just told us is fact or fiction. And I don't know what the actual score is, but I know Brandon lo- is losing. So. <laughs> it's safe to say I'm losing. That's, that's all that matters. <laughs> it's much like my NCAA bracket right now. I was losing within one game, I think. <laughs> All right, so Dondi, uh, tell us uh, in Six Degrees how you are connected with the actress known as Renee Zellweger. You know what? So crazy that you tell me about that because one of my dearest friends went to school with her and they keep in touch from time to time. And I actually got the chance to meet her at a little bit of a soiree, a little bit of a dinner party, kind of a mixer, and I got a chance to meet her. She said soiree, so you know this is true, Brandon. (laughs) Really expert people say soiree, I think. So, you know, it would sound believable, but I think it's false. Yeah, it was a total lie. Oh, (laughs) good job. There goes your losing streak. It was a shot in the dark, but I was like, (laughs) I'm going to say false. You know what? I I think I'm kind of happy I'm not a great liar. 
That that's what I'm thinking. We've interviewed a few people, and uh, one of them just totally blew it. I think it was Casey that did. The look on her face was so obvious that she was lying, and she goes, "Well, I didn't want to be a good liar, so this is okay." <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not one of my goals. <laughs> but then you've had some folks that are close friends of yours totally pull the wool over your oh, eyes. Yeah. Like, are I'm, you guys really good friends or not? I'm friends with some liars, apparently. <laughs> that basically is the point of that story. You're my best good friend. <laughs> A lot of lying friends. <sighs> we could write country music together. Ah, <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So, Dondi, uh, I met you through a friend of mine, Patty Centeno. She actually, I work with her and, and she's a friend of mine. And, uh, she just started listening to our show and said, Hey, Jerry, you gotta, you gotta interview Dondi. You gotta talk with Dondi. She's really great. I'm like, great. Who's Dondi? And she said, well, I heard her talk at a, it was uh, a company called Valero. Some of you may have heard of them. Uh, and it was a, like a, an executive assistance appreciation event. And it was a few years back, but it just resonated with her. And then I went and checked out your website. And I was like, oh, yeah, we definitely need to have Dondi on the show. Uh, so the thing that we're curious about, though, is so you're a writer, a speaker, and I believe a consultant around how do you make the most out of your career and uh, how do you design the career you want and, and enjoy the career you have. Uh, and so we're, we're curious, like, how did how did you get there? <laughs> I, I was going to say the first question I think on everybody's mind is how did you get to San Antonio? Because clearly that's not a San Antonio type name. What's so too much? What what got you there? I mean, that's a fun question. <laughs> I live in San Antonio because uh, you know when I when I work, I'm flying. So I, as long as I am near an airport, I'm good to go, right? Because when I'm going to work, I'm commuting. And my my son was playing baseball, and we lived in Colorado at the time, and we started in the Pacific Northwest. But he was playing ball, and he was recruited to pitch down here in. San Antonio for a high school here. And I said, why not? And he, uh-huh. his whole thing was, you know, Texas has good baseball. So we came on down to Texas and we never left. We've been here for about 17, 18 years now. Wow. That's great. Now, did yeah. your son make college ball? That, that... Uh, he did. He, he went on to play college ball, actually was drafted out of his uh, senior year in high school, went on to college and his last game of his senior career he pitched a perfect game holy cow that is yeah. awesome uh-huh he's a great he's a and now he's coaching i'm very proud of him he's a all grown up he's a dad and uh, he is a coach so he still loves baseball but he's just finding a different way to express that love and that kid's name nolan ryan <laughs> you know what's really cool about it, though is that he had a mentor in speaking of celebrities he had a mentor in Colorado Springs that was Goose Gossage. Wow. And so, you know, the, you know, the big Hall of Fame closer, that that's was cool. his pitching coach for years. And <laughs> so maybe that's a little bit of where I, I, I fell in love with the whole idea of coaching and mentoring and investing yourself in other people because I watched him do that in my own child and I saw wow. the effect of it. That sets a really good precedent too for people that are thinking, well, how do you, how do you get into coaching? And one of the ways I would think would be seeing someone do it and, and being affected by that, seeing the impact and say, well, I want to do that. I want to pour into somebody's life. And yeah. I, I know that probably speaks to your life is the reason you chose this course is because you really wanted to impact people's lives. 
You know, I think that we all have gifts. We come to the planet fully loaded with them, but I don't think that they have batteries included. And I, and, and I think you've got to open them and you've got to develop them and bring them to market. And so, and I think it's tragic actually when people may live through their whole career without ever really opening their gifts. And so when wow. you start to think about what energizes me and what, what lights my, you know, what lights me up, mine was always about watching people grow. Even when I was, you know, I had, a, I had a real job, a corporate job. It was when you see somebody kind of step into a new space and fully occupy it. That's very rewarding. I love that when I had a real job, a corporate job. <laughs> now I have a good job, but I used to have this other job that I had a corporate job. I was actually talking to a friend of mine today that he's in that corporate setting and he was saying the same thing. He's a great writer. He loves to write, but he hadn't figured out how to make a living off of that yet. And I was just telling him, you know, go, just go make that happen. And I love the way you put that. Just fully develop those gifts, put the batteries in and, and make it work. Absolutely. And, you know, I think if we're paying attention, we'll find all kinds of ways, no matter where we are, to bring our gifts. Right. So if you're creative, how can you be more creative right where you are? It's not always about, you know, when I grow up, when the, you know, the, the, the moon is fully aligned with Mars and when the kids are grown and the bills are paid, someday I'll pursue my dream. I say no. I say start experiencing a little piece of it right now. Find a way to do it right where you are. Wow. That's such good advice, too, because excuses are just abundant. Everybody has them. You know, like you said, when the kids are older, when I get more money, when I'm, you know, done with this, done with that. And there's no perfect time. You just got to start doing it to develop it. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. It's true. You got to jump right in. You know, I one of my, my loves is horses, riding horses, and I always wanted my own horse. But because I travel full-time and I'll sleep in a hotel bed, you know, more than 100 nights a year, and just my, my life is kind of full. And I said, so I, I didn't feel like it was ever the right time. So I had, I had been doing this conversation or a presentation on how could you taste your dream? Like, how could you just like touch it? Maybe not have a horse, but what could you do? So I started volunteering at a, a horse rescue and I started just sort of, you know, serving there and learning a lot. And out of that came my own horse now who now lives in San Antonio. His name is Fortunat. <laughs> And he is a rescue that is turning into a little bit of a rock star dressage horse. I mean, who knew? Wow. Right. So sometimes if you just take that little step and start experimenting, exploring, it can lead to bigger things. And, and, and by the way, the whole journey has just been wonderful. So how did you get into coaching now that I've interrupted Jerry's first question with a lot of other questions? <laughs> no, I was just like nodding like, wow, this is so cool. So I, I love that concept. Start <laughs> serving, you know, just start doing something to develop that. So, so as you, you, you noticed the things that Goose Gossage was doing and, and how that affected your son, what made you, um, 
kind of cross that rut, get out of that rut, so to speak, to, to make it a lifestyle that you had? Well, I had already become an author and a speaker by that point. So I was really just studying him because I loved his process. And I, I learned a lot from just watching him work. So I, I would say I, I was already speaking, writing and doing those things. He wasn't the catalyst that, that I, that I uh, used to cross over. But I will tell you, I learned one of the most amazing coaching concepts I've ever seen from him. Uh, I, I noticed that sometimes when the kids would be n- not playing very well, like my son was a great pitcher, but sometimes he didn't bring his best stuff. And I noticed sometimes Goose would just leave him in there and it would be horrible and it would go on and on. And I would be thinking, please just take my baby out. This is not his day. And then there would be other days where he'd pull him immediately, like if he, if he didn't have his best stuff. And I asked him one time, not as a mom, uh, but as a coach, uh, what is the difference between those two times? And his answer, I think, was really compelling. He said, I will never pull your child out of a battle that he thinks he can win, and I'll never leave him in one that he knows he can't. Wow. Because wow. either one of those will damage his confidence. And so he said, Really, I'm just looking at him. I'm looking in his eye. I'm, I'm trying to see, is, is he still in this battle or is this battle now starting to chip away and erode his confidence? And I thought, you know, that's a really great mentoring, coaching kind of a concept. So, uh, but back to the original question, I was a banker. I was, a, I was an executive for a couple of banks, one bank in Seattle. That's where I started. I started the very beginning of banking, by the way. There was nothing fancy going on here. And I... And I moved up uh, pretty quickly. I took the uh, stairs a couple at a time in my career. And what was really interesting about that is I wouldn't be sitting here with you talking about this had I not had great mentors that pushed me and challenged me and encouraged me and made it really safe for me to try things and to, you know, to even fail, right? Even to try something that didn't work so well. Uh, so, so my corporate career started with great role models around leadership and, you know, and, and a huge part of my job was developing people and I loved it. And then as my career grew and I took more of those career steps, I found myself in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And, you know, my, my life was now meetings and, you know, acquisitions and, you know, legal counsel and policy <laughs> setting. And I wanted to chew my arm off about every day, right? You know, signing the reports. And oh, I had come so far up, but I had come so far away right. from what really juiced me up. So I one day just made the leap. I'm going to go do what I do. I'm going to go grow people. And I also think I learned that process is that I had followed a path, but I had never designed one. Right. And I now I was, you know, mid-30s, and I realized one day – I I, I have taken really good care of what has been placed on my plate, but I I didn't I didn't serve myself. I didn't I didn't go design a path. I didn't carve it out. I just followed one. Right. And it's possible to design a life, not just be responsible in life. Right. I would to go back just a little bit with the great mentors that you had. Did you seek them out, or were they? Did they seek you out, or how did that work? How do, how did that get started? Ah, oh, that's interesting. I think a little of both. I, you know, I, sometimes when I'm talking about this whole mentoring thing, I design mentoring communities for the Fortune 50, and sometimes people will say, "Well, how do I find my mentor?" And I always am reminded of that little children's book. It, it, Are you my mother? Remember that book? It's a oh, little yeah. duck. 
something yeah. that gets lost and <laughs> runs around the barnyard asking, are you my mother? Or are you my, and I don't think, um, I don't think that mentor, uh, sometimes people are running around an organization thinking, are you my mentor? Are you my right. mentor? I, and so that's probably not the best process, but what I do think is a great process. And, and, and I've, I've had mentors reach out to me and challenge me with, with projects or assignments, uh, believe in me more than I believed in me, uh, and, and sort of help me see that, that possibility. Uh, but I've also had the opportunity where when I was struggling to reach out to someone and say, listen, I, I just want to run this by you. It's kind of, it's like test driving a mentor, right? right? What do you see? What perspective do you have? How would you handle this? What advice would you give to me? And so I think sometimes we can actually test drive a mentor and sometimes it will just be that hallway drive by one time, one off thing. Or sometimes that conversation will turn into something much more. But it's a safe way. Because if you came up to me even today, I mean, I, I live mentoring. And if you came up to me and said, Don, do you, will you be my mentor? That's scary to me. It's like, well, no, wait a second, because that's a really big commitment. But if you said, I'm working on something, would you tell me what you think about it? It's like, sure, let's have a cup of coffee about you know, around that. So I, I do think it's possible to have lots of mentors situationally, and sometimes those can lead to those longer-term relationships. That's a great way to describe it, because I, I'm kind of like you when somebody says, you know, will you mentor me? It's like, oh, that's an enormous time commitment, and, and, and I'm always afraid maybe you're not really committed to it, and so I'm going to commit my life to it, and you won't show up, and it'll just become <laughs> a chore kind of thing. And I've found mentors throughout life of, of the same way that you were saying. It's, I've got this problem. I'm, I've kind of narrowed it down. What would you do in it? And I've found most people when you ask them that question, want to help you. I, I think genuinely most people want to help other people, and and especially the people I'm around, it seems like they want to, or they at least understand the concept of I give more than I get, and, and, and it will always come back to me. You know, serving, 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 you'll always get more out of that than if you just take, take, take. And so that's a great way to look at that. Don't wait around for a mentor either, but go actively pursue one. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, when you say when, when you're talking about the idea of uh, mentors getting something back in the communities that I work with, I, I am no longer surprised when I hear mentors say, I think I took more out of this than I than I put into it. This has been a really rewarding time. Uh, there is something really, really beautiful about watching someone grow. And also um, something that happens inside of us as we sort of stretch ourselves in our own processes and our own perspectives. And uh, many times mentors say, my protege, uh, my mentee taught me some really wonderful things too. <laughs> uh, seeing life through their eyes, right? Very right. good. That, that it's a good way too to make sure you get out of that rut because if you're saying you know this is what you need to do this is how you should you know run your business or your marriage or your education whatever you're trying to do then you start to look at your own life and go but I'm not really doing that <laughs> you know and it's oh, the, I, oh I have had that so many times I, I I think about even presenting around time management right. or communication as I'm speaking it's like ooh you need to go back and read your own book sister because you you have not been doing this thing you're talking about right here it's kind of humbling right and and I'm a pastor so and I've always told people you know what I say on the stage is true it may not be true about me I'm I'm learning as I go too so and just because I said it doesn't mean it all applies to me so your time management's talk may be perfect it just may not apply to you perfectly (laughs) 
I love that. That's the human condition, right? Right, exactly. When I was in the Army, though, one of the ways they got you to get better at something was to have you teach it to a group. Right. And by teaching it, you were learning it a lot more. So maybe that's, yeah. So, uh, well, you know, you're, you're onto something really good there. One of the things we talk about as people move through the mentoring process is uh, find something that you are learning through the process and go teach that. And I love this because your brain actually treats that information differently. If you learn something with the intention of, of teaching it or sharing it, uh, socializing it, if you will, your brain puts that in a different place. It adds some tags and some hashtags and some keywords and it just prioritizes it. So I love the idea of being very intentional about that. What what are you what are you going to take that you can teach? And one of the greatest examples of that recently was a protege who had gone through a great exercise around fear. He was fearful. He was uh, afraid of failing. He was afraid of taking risks. And his mentor took him through a really interesting exercise. And he then noticed one of his colleagues was also sort of stuck in that rut. And he said, I took him to lunch and I, I became the mentor and I took him through the exercise. And he said, he is in a completely different place now. We both are. So I think that if we're paying attention, uh, I heard one of my colleagues say this recently, if you're paying attention, you don't have to look very far or very hard to find an opportunity to make things better for somebody. Wow. That is so true and so profound. It, it, it on every corner somewhere, you know, walking in and out of Walmart, you can make somebody's life better by just being aware that those opportunities are there. I know Jerry talks a lot about that because he teaches. And, and so he talks a lot about how, you know, to really prepare to teach something is a different way than just kind of learning it or, or reading oh, yeah. about it or something like that. You got to get it right. You've got to understand it to be able to ask or answer any question that comes your way. And you so see, you really have to internalize it. And there's a lot of nerd. I've got a background in educational technology and instructional design. So there, I'm remembering all of the stuff from my degree. So if Dr. Rodriguez, if you're listening, I remember the stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's, there's a lot of studies around uh, modeling through teaching. So mm-hmm. like for your, just like Dondi had actually said, uh, your, your brain wires it differently when you're actually teaching it back because you're, you're making sense of the information in front of you as opposed to just taking the information in. Right. I'll stop there before I get too nerdy on you. (laughs) That's awesome. It's the context, right? Yes, exactly. And like you said, we're born with, with everything we need. We just have to activate it. So if you're listening to this and you're like, well, yeah, but you know, you know how to teach a bunch of stuff or you just know a lot of stuff. I, I know not just, you know, hundreds of people that can tell you they're really good at something. Maybe it's not what you're really good at or the person next to you is really good at, but we need your gift. Your unique gift needs to be out in the world too. So, you know, there's, there's room for a million podcasts. There's room for, you know, a million different things. Go out there and find your niche. Like you were saying, design your own life. Don't try to copy somebody else's because we need your gift too. That reminds me, um, you're listening right now probably in a career rut of some kind. And Dondi here actually wrote a book called Career Moves. And no she, way. Yeah, she did. I looked it up and everything. Uh, I'm still reading it. <laughs> and uh, so Career Moves, and it's, it has a part in there about uh, really shaping the career you want, like what fits your gifts that also is a benefit to that company. Dondi, can you tell us more about like how can somebody get out of their career rut by identifying what, you know, their their ideal job is and going to create it within their company it's a process too so i think there's a little bit of exploration there uh, I, 
I get this question a lot. How do I figure it out? Uh, certainly, I, I will tell you if we are not to be in job jail, right? So there, you know, there's a huge chunk of humanity that just they just go in every day and shackle themselves to their responsibilities and they're in job jail. Uh, if you're not energized, I, and I tell people maybe you need to find a, a, a new job or maybe you need to fall in love with the one that you have. Uh, I'll give you an example. There was a woman in an organization who was in our mentoring process and she, and she confided to me later. She said, I was bored out of my mind. I wasn't challenged. I was underutilized. I hear that all the time, by the way. And right. she said, I was one foot out the door. I was kind of interviewing. I was, uh, I was searching for a different job. And then the mentoring process came along. She said, my mentor helped me to figure out how do I, how do I grow right where I am? And she said it was amazing because I started looking around and finding ways to improve the processes or make things better, uh, streamline, get creative, be innovative. And she said it's interesting because all of a sudden I was energized and I wasn't in a rut anymore. And then the promotion happened. So the thing that I that I really would give to you here is that, um, and I tell this to audiences all around the world, there is an opportunity out there for you. Opportunity is there. Opportunity always chases value. So, you know, I meet a lot of people who will say things like, uh, you know, if I say to them, do you want to make more money? And they're like, yeah, I've actually had people say, well, when I'm paid more, I'll do more. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You've got right. to be more first. Right. So I just tell people, focus on driving value, be valuable, create value, find the need. You know, that's another way that you can kind of design a, your path is is find the pain points, find the need, and go right. fill a need, and and suddenly from that, you know, maybe other things start to become more clear to you. I also think that people will, if they if they just get started exploring and experimenting with some things, asking themselves really good questions, and and really paying attention to their own energy and their own strengths, and when when they feel engaged, and they feel energized, and they feel rewarded, um, those are your God given gifts. That that is not that is not an accident. That in that <laughs> moment when you're in your flow, all of a sudden you're operating in your gift. And then you start to ask yourself, how do I bring my gifts to work? Because they're not just given to you to play with at home, right? You can bring them to work or you could step back and say, if I were to create the dream position, you know, not even thinking about company or even maybe even job title, but if I were to create the, the dream work environment, the dream assignment, what would it look like? And once you start doing some of that reflectivity, you can start to look around and say, where do those kinds of things exist? Or maybe I'm gonna, maybe I'm gonna create that, I'm gonna initiate that. I can't tell you how many people I've worked with that have actually rewritten the job description that they have, right? Wow. Because they were busting it out. It's like, there's more to me, I have more to offer. And so the job description was actually rewritten as, you know, a, you know to sort of accommodate because they were they were fully occupying that space. That's such great advice. I've always said you make as much money as you want to make. It, it's completely up to you. You do the job that forces your boss to pay you whatever you're worth, whatever value you bring to it. And it's, if it's the minimum, then you get the minimum wage, you know, but if, if you force an employer to pay you what you're worth, then you'll make whatever you're worth. Mm -hmm. But that's completely up to you.
<laughs> I also think it's really interesting because in my first book, Design for Success, I talked about five levels of value. And sometimes people get pretty caught up in uh, the, 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 you know, searching for this opportunity. And I, and I say just search for the value. So at the first level, you're a commodity, right? You come in, you go job jail, right? Doing just enough to get by. It won't surprise you that people at that level are very dissatisfied. They're, they're not engaged at all. At the next level is added value. How can I just put a little top spin on everything that I do? How can I sign it with my myself? How can I make it special and differentiating? The second you do that, you've climbed up that ladder a bit. The next one is user-friendly. Um, by the way, that one's an important one. Am I easy to do business with? Um, am I a resource to other people? I just read a Harvard Business Review article that talked about the fact that we have just become so uncivil. We are not. We are uncivil. We are the rudest people. We've lost our manners. We've lost our courtesy. And really the cost of that in, in the workplace is, is staggering in terms of creativity and energy and frustration and motivation and the list goes on. At the next level, you start to like really initiate and that's where you become a producer of solutions. You're scanning the environment and you're looking for what costs too much, what takes too long, what's poor in quality, what falls through the cracks and you fix it, you make it better and you keep bringing your ideas to the table. And at the very highest peak of that value pyramid, is impact where you are so connected you can actually articulate here is the impact that I'm having here's the difference I'm making when I talk to people about even job interviews and they're they're doing job searches and I'll tell them stop talking about what you did start talking about the difference you made that's what wow. that's the value right so stop giving us your resume in terms of you know here are the job you said you know and all others as assigned whatever that's so boring what what did you what is the difference you make made what is the impact that you had that now we're talking and again as you climb that ladder right of, of value opportunity has to come it's the law it is God's law you it has to happen yep. right because opportunity always chases value that's so good. You got to take that step for it can chase after you. You got to do something. <laughs> and I love to see it. I do. I, I do love to see when people are really operating in that in that vein and they're really focused on their value and they're trusting the process. I often say that trust the process. If you will focus on your value, opportunity will arrive. And it's really wonderful to watch when opportunity just overtakes them. That is really wonderful to see. Oh, you're pointing at me. <laughs> like Jerry was taking a nap. Sorry, I'm mesmerized here. I'm like this, we've we got so much information jam packed into less than thirty minutes, and I'm like, oh wow, we're we're trucking along. This is really good. Um, oh man, where was I going with this? Uh, so, how do people find Don? Yes, I'm like, I'm like, are we already at that what, point to what, ask that? What's your home address and your personal <laughs> cell phone? <laughs> Bank account numbers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, uh, but seriously, though, how can people uh, reach out to you so they can book you for one of their events and uh, even contact you for some some consulting and, and get the book. coaching and, of books. course, your books, two books. 
Uh, yeah, the books are all available on Amazon. That's probably the best place to find them. So there's a three. There's one called Design for Success. There's one called Ready, Set, Grow. Uh, that's really about designing a life that works for you. Uh, and then the third one is Career Moves. And so all of those are available on Amazon. I'm on Twitter, uh, Donnie Scamacci. I'm on Facebook. It's Donnie Scamacci. Uh, my blog or, and my website is Donnie Scamacci. So if you just remember my name, you can pretty much find me out there anywhere. <laughs> And if you Google search Dondi Scamanti, you will come up. You'll find Dondi. There's not like a hundred of them. It's like Dave Dave Johnson. There's like a thousand of those in the first page. But she did say I be user friendly. Marrying my husband just to get that really cool name. There you go. Well, he's a lucky man. Thank you for that. Well, awesome. Thanks for coming on tonight and uh, just talking to us and sharing that kind of wisdom. And I would say, you know, if there's any takeaway from this uh, episode, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, but that's okay for her or it's okay for somebody else, but it doesn't apply to me, get that one piece of advice that you've got to have value. You've got to to start moving. And if you're going to design your own life, you've got to start moving now and let that value, uh, let, let the employer catch up with you. You know, the money will come, the life will come, the everything that you want once you start moving. It's not going to knock on your door first. That's so true. Very true. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Well, same here. Yes. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Donnie. If you like what you heard in this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 082. There you'll find the link to Donnie's website as well as the links to her three books. So if you haven't bought any of Dondi's books, go check them out, especially career moves if you're looking to move up the career ladder or find the career that suits your passions and your dreams. It was a pleasure having you with us, and we look forward to catching you on the next episode. And don't forget, the best way you can support our show is to share us with a a family, 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 a friend, or that neighbor across the street. We'll catch you on the next episode. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.